0: What up everybody? It's me again, George Becknell, and I'm in the paint. I got a very good episode for y'all. I got a special guest to help me discuss some of these topics. Man, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Pelicans and their sweep over the Portland Trail Blazers. We're going to be talking about the Golden State Warriors and the rest of the Western Conference playoffs. We're going to be talking about LeBron James in the Eastern Conference Finals. Is LeBron done? Is that window of opportunity closed? Stick around to find out. We're also going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints 2018 schedule. We're going to talk about all these topics right after this. I got a good episode for you guys, but first I want to let you know, This week's show is brought to you by the law office of Harry R. Brown Jr. Harry is an injury attorney that specializes in car accidents, truck accidents, work-related injuries, and more. If you need to reach Harry, you can do so at www.hrbrownlaw.com or you can call him at 225-938-5556. So ladies and gentlemen, if y'all don't remember anything else I've said tonight, anything else I've said on this particular episode, remember this, call Harry Brown. That's 225-938-5556. All right, guys, I already told y'all the topics for the show, but man, these topics were so good to where I had to call in for some backup. So I gave a call to my brother Stan Savage. Fellow sports enthusiasts, to help me discuss some of these things. So, Stan, say what's up to the people, man. What's good,
1: everybody? What's good, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Okay, Um, my name is Stanley Savage. I am originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. I was brought out to Baton Rouge uh, for school at LSU for undergrad and graduate school, and currently I am a um, and a finance and accounting professional. Big Saints fan. Big LSU fan. The Pelicans, I'm I'm cool on them too, but I'm more of a football guy. All right, cool. So as you can see, it was appropriate for me to bring
0: Stan on for these topics. And also what y'all don't know is Stan is my wide receiver guru, so y'all gonna be hearing a lot from Stan this football
1: season. <laughs> no
0: doubt, no doubt. All right, Stan, you mentioned that you were kind of a Pelicans fan, right? Um they surprised almost everybody and swept the Blazers in this first-round series, t- talk to me about what stood out to you and what, what
1: surprised you the most. Well, honestly, I wasn't surprised. R- really? Because if you look at the records, there was only, like, a game or two difference between them in a regular mm-hmm. season. So I wasn't really – I didn't really think, like, the, the Blazers were just that much better than the Pelicans. I didn't either. And then I think basketball is a, a lot about matchups. All uh, right. One – the Blazers, the Trailblazers, they didn't have anybody that can guard AD. Most people, Nobody really does, but right. they definitely didn't have anybody that can guard AD, not even remotely close. And then a lot of their scoring came from their backcourt, with McCullum and uh, Lillard. And when you look at the size disparities between their backcourt and our backcourt, our guys are way bigger. They were just as athletic. And they can just dominate and pound on those guys the whole game. So I thought that would have a kind of a big effect on the uh, the Trailblazers. Now I didn't think we would sweep him. Right, neither. I did not expect that. I also didn't expect Holiday to dominate Lillard from a defensive standpoint as much as he did. I knew he was a defensive player, but the way he pretty much shut him down and had him shooting thirty, twenty percent, thirty percent, I really wasn't expecting that. And I think to me that was really the key in the series and how they limited uh, Lillard and, and uh, his effectiveness.
0: Yeah, I can't agree with you more. I, I I predicted the Pelicans to win in six. Now this sweep right, completely right. threw me off. Right. So what I saw was Drew Holiday, Ray Rondo really dominate Lillard and McCullum. Because before the series, I thought Lillard and McCullum had the advantage in the backcourt. Mm. Now, to your point, I didn't think anybody on the court could touch A. D. And I thought A.D. would play out of his mind, which he did. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be good enough for them to win. But I did not see Rondo and Holiday really stepping up and out playing Lillard and McCullum.
1: Not just one game, mm-hmm. but the whole series. But, I mean, the thing is, they they call him playoff play Rondo for a reason. <laughs> you ain't you know, lying. He, he still got it. He lived up to the billing. Um, and I think another thing that helped the Pelicans out a lot was – and it's never good to have an injury like they had with Boogie, mm-hmm. but I feel like it happened at the right time, right? Because the team was able to gel and get some chemistry before the playoffs started, right? And to me, that helped Holiday, because Holiday was really the third, the third wheel when Boogie was playing. Very true. So you know he didn't get the ball as much offensively, and you kind of just he just kind of had to play a defense and, and fit in where he could. But with Boogie out, he had to step up to the plate. But he had enough regular season games to kind of get acclimated to being a number two guy. And I think that kind of helped him when the playoffs started. And it helped pretty much the whole team because everybody had to step up and kind of understand their roles before the playoffs started. I agree. And uh, something else, too, the fact that Boogie got hurt before the deadline.
0: Right. They went and made a deal to go get Nico Miratek. That's a big, big, big deal. That was a big deal. And I don't think they make that deal – if Boogie's healthy. Right. And to me, that changed the whole team because you got more of a spacer shooting
1: four, right.
0: which really allows Anthony Davis to kind of do what he want on the inside, and you can run a more high-paced offense.
1: Right. I agree with that.
0: So, you know, you got Miratek coming in, contributing. He had a 30-point game. Anthony Davis is – Anthony Anthony Davis, Davis, you know, (laughs) Drew Holiday had like a 40-point game and some Mm -hmm. big defensive plays, Rondo is playoff Rondo.
1: So who was your MVP of the series? I mean, honestly, it's Holiday. Mm. Um, AD is AD, like you just said. I mean, we knew he was going to get his numbers. You knew he was going to score 30 points a game, get 10-plus rebounds, block shots. You knew he was going to do what he had to do because he wasn't really playing. Nobody on the other side of the court can really match up to him. So if he didn't do what he needed to do, it'd be kind of like weird. But for Holiday to do what he did right. on the offensive, on the offense level, and the defense, and the defensive side of the ball—that's—I'm not going to say it's unheard of, but to shut down a an all-star score and then come back around and almost average thirty points a game yourself—that's to me that was pretty phenomenal, you know. And to—and I know with basketball, and I wasn't really a basketball guy growing up, but to put that effort on defense. And on the offensive side of the ball. That's a lot of energy. 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 So, um, to me, because without his scoring on the offensive side of the ball, they don't win all those games. AD could have scored 50 points every game, and they still could have lost. I I, I agree
0: with that point, and I like that point that you just made. Now, with this backcourt play, they obviously are going to play the Warriors next series, right, right. unless something miraculously happens. Right. You know, rest in peace to Popovich's wife, mad respect. Right, But they're going to beat the Spurs, and they're going to play the Pelicans next round. Mm-hmm. Seeing what you saw this series, because this was different than what you saw in the regular season,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what chance do you give them
1: against Golden State, who has to be the heavy favorite? Um, I'd say probably 4-2, Golden State, The reason I say that is, again, because of matchups. I think that um, AD is going to do what he does. I think it'll be more of a challenge with uh, Draymond on him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I still think he's going to do what he do. Um, If Steph is not 100%, I think it's a good matchup with having Holiday on Steph, especially if Steph is not 100%. But Steph is Steph. And he's not as short as uh, Damon Lillard, so... Um. Yeah, and then Rondo Rondo's going to get his So I think it'll be a competitive series But the X Factor is going to be KD Now KD alone, without Steph I really think it'll be a toss-up series But if you have Steph and KD at the same time And Steph is at least 75% Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have no answer for KD Agreed. You know, we 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 don't have an answer, and we and if we can't just solely focus on him from a defensive standpoint, I you know four or two is the best that I can I can see us doing.
0: Well, I think that's that's not a bad not a bad prediction. Um, I think this might go seven, and, and I'm gonna tell you why this goes seven with with Steph because Steph is not 100. percent Now, granted, but he don't have to. Steph is a shooter, so right. as soon as he crosses half court. He's in range. That's true. So here's what I would do. Because the Warriors, you're not going to stop the Warriors. It's too many weapons. It's too much that they have to, for you to completely shut them down. So I think you have to be real strategic how you defend the Warriors. Okay. So if what? if it were me, I would put Rondo on Steph. And I want Drew Holiday to match up with Klay Thompson. Because I want him to attempt... To neutralize Clay, because people not really talking about Clay. Like they're talking about anymore. But Clay, when he's on, the Warriors are unstoppable. You gotta, you gotta try to take him out of the series. Kevin Durant, you're not gonna do nothing with, right? Mm-hmm. Draymond, he's that X factor. He's that, he's that guy to where, you know, he does everything. And Javale McGee or Zaza Petru- Petrulia, whoever they got down low. What they're going to do, they're just going to finish around the basket and they're going to benefit from those guards penetrating. Mm-hmm. So you stop the penetration, you turn them into shooters, there's going to be some nights where they go going to shoot your eyes out. It just is what it is. Right. But you have to limit those guys to only doing what they do to themselves. Now, Kevin Durant and AD, that's going to be a type of who, you know, they're not going to guard each other, but nobody on the other team can stop the other person. Right. Um, if Drew Holiday could play as well as he played last series and playoff Rondo does what he do, I think the Pelicans have a shot. Cool. Now, I don't think the war
1: I don't think they beat the Warriors, but I do think they make it interesting. Well see, I think on the I don't think Holiday would be as successful on the offensive side of the ball because Clay's bigger. Clay's bigger and he's a s you know, he's more than a solid defensive player. So I don't see Holiday just bullying him like he was bullying Portland's guards. True, um, but my thing—I think I would—I would still put Holiday on on uh, Steph because mm-hmm. I want to erase Steph altogether. I don't think you can though. Uh hobble Steph, I think you—you you okay. might have a chance. You know, if you you stick to him mm-hmm. no matter what, I—I I think you have a chance. I think I don't want. Steph and KD shooting lights out. I can take one of them shooting lights out. That's true. I can't take both of them shooting lights out. And if if Clay is the reason we lose, so be it. <laughs> That's but real. I can't have Steph and KD killing me. Both of them getting thirty, forty points. I can't have that. Uh, you know, I I I'll let KD get as many points as he wants. And if Clay want to spot a little twenty every now, and then, cool. But I can't have Steph coming at shooting 25-30 too. Like, yeah, I, 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 I can't have that. Yeah I, I, that that's tough man. Clay Thompson
0: is your third offensive option, man. What kind of luxury is that? Now, with that being said, the Warriors have come out the west the last 3 seasons. Mm-hmm. Are the Warriors still the best team in the Western Conference uh without Steph? Definitely no.
1: Agreed, but if let's say with Steph, with Steph um I would say they are better than Houston. I think okay. Houston right now, with Steph being out, is the best team in the West. But uh, if you give me a healthy Steph and a healthy Golden State roster, I'm going to take them over. Um, I'll take them over Houston. I think it'll be a competitive series, but um, it's just to be another year that Chris Paul doesn't get it done. Yeah, man. Chris Paul seems to be that
0: that 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 guy that just never gets it done and. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen again for him this year either. I I just don't believe in the Rockets. You know, they had a typical Mike D'Antoni season. Think about all those years in Phoenix where he had a team that looked very, very similar mm-hmm. that just won 60-plus games
1: well, and just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. Well, I'll say this. Um, Chris Paul never had a guard like Harden. He always had power forwards. Right? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if that really makes a big difference or not, but it's not its not exactly the same. Okay. You know, he has a true score. He does. Where you know David West was just hitting open jump shots like two pointers, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, who else? He had uh, Blake Griffin was just dominating yeah. in the paint, and doing his thing. But he's never had a dynamic score like like Harden. He hasn't. And the way they share the ball. You know, I thought it would be a big issue. Like before the season started, I thought it'd be a big issue with them too because they they were ball dominant mm-hmm. guards. But the w- the way they make it flow and make it work between the two, I mean, it's been something to watch all season. So, um, you know, I don't know. He could do it. I just think it de- it's dependent on how healthy Steph is. Because if Steph is healthy, he's yeah, gonna he's, gonna eat, he's gonna, eat, gonna eat Chris Paul up. He will. Now Chris Paul gonna eat him up too. Right. But Steph's Steph's just gonna outscore him at the end of the day. And the Warriors got more rep- more weapons too. Exactly. They've been there, they've done it before. Exactly. I just don't believe
0: in like Eric Gordon. I don't you know, either. Or or you know Trevor Reza come they, in and get they, in they got they games. got half the old uh, Pelicans squad. <laughs> they do this. It's like what four Pelicans? You got Ryan Anderson. You got you mm-hmm. got Trevor Reza. You got Chris Paul. Right. There was somebody else too. I just can't. He met, he, oh and Eric go- Gordon. Gordon right. Yeah, Gordon. that's right. Yeah, man, that that team, they're nice. But I don't see that team stopping anybody. So when their shots are falling, or when their shots aren't falling, excuse me, I don't,
1: I just don't see that team being real successful. You, no. they're not gonna shoot your eyes out every night. Now I'll say this: I think a Houston Rockets Pelican series would be more competitive. Like if if all the teams say all the teams are fully healthy, I think a fully healthy Golden State squad is just clearly gonna beat the Pelicans. Right. But you give me a fully healthy. And I'm not even counting Boogie. I'm not even counting Boogie for the Pelicans. But you give me the current Pelican squad against Houston, I still think it's a competitive series based on Mm matchups. Because, again, they don't have – they have Capella, but he can't touch AD. James Harden, he's going to get his. But, hey, I'd rather just put Holiday on him and live with that – live with the results of that because Harden ain't going to play no defense. At all. So, I mean, it's not a push, but – if Harden's going for 30 and shooting 35% and Holly's giving me 20 I'll take that and then you got Rondo on Paul from a defensive standpoint I don't see that being a a terrible a terrible matchup so I think uh, that series will be pretty competitive if they made it to the Western Conference Finals to play each other I I would I would love to see that
0: Um, I don't see them getting past the Warriors the Pelicans that is right but if they do right you know I would expect Houston to take care of business on their side. So, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, the Western Conference is the, the most interesting it's been in years to me as far as who will come out the West because it's not a given this year. Well, the East, the Eastern Conference is the same way this year. Man, I was just about to ask you that. All
1: right. I was right. just about
0: to ask you that because LeBron has come out the East seven straight times. He's not
1: coming this year. Bro. It don't look too good for him. He, he not coming. So, what do you think about his current situation? Um, I mean, it's, it's it's his fault. I mean, LeBron is Wait, the co- LeBron is the coach. He's the GM. He's the <laughs> player. You know, he's everything but the owner of the organization.
0: <laughs> Too much control for one person. Huh? And
1: he made all those changes. And you know what's crazy to me is, you know, he got rid of his boy D Wade. Mm-hmm. But D Wade has been balling like lights out. Like like D Wade, where you been all season? Yeah, right. But. I guess he saved it off of the playoffs, but he's balling. But a lot of the changes that uh, LeBron orchestrated, I mean, it's not paying dividends right now. And he just doesn't have the team to really – and it's kind of crazy because he has a lot of the same players from last year. I mean, he has some new players, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the same core guys are still there. It's just – I don't know. I don't know if it's his leadership or, or what, but it's just not working this year for him. And he's putting up, you know, crazy numbers. He, he's doing his thing individually, but as as far as being the leader of that team, it seems like something's, something's missing, something's wrong. Well, for the LeBron fans that's, that's going to say that he doesn't have any help, I
0: disagree. I don't think that team is as good as the team he had last year. Obviously, you lost Kyrie Irving, right? That's a big loss. That's a big loss. But to say that the man doesn't have any help, he we talking about the best player, the best player on the planet, mm-hmm. right? You got guys, you got an all-star in Kevin Love, right? You got J.R. Smith who can come in and ball. He's oh. not consistent, but when he's on, he's he's almost unstoppable, right. right? You got young talent, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr. Those are athletic guys who should be able to come in and contribute. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the cover. Is completely bare.
1: It's not bare. Now,
0: he should be able to do a little bit more than he's doing, in my opinion. He should be
1: more than two two against the Pacers. But what? What? That's else, just me. But what else you want him to do? I mean, a man's getting like a triple double. He's going like thirty, getting ten plus rebounds, almost getting ten assists. I mean, I don't really know what else um, he can do from that 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 standpoint. Um, you know.
0: Well, I I, I just think that something – it's not always about the stat sheet. It's not always about what you do. Sometimes, like you said, it's about your leadership. Yeah. You know, I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. Michael Jordan's best statistical years, he didn't win anything. Right. You know, so it's too much going on in Cleveland for me. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Kyrie wasn't satisfied right there's something going on in that locker room from a leadership standpoint and they all with all the changes that's been made mm. to me the last man standing is, is leBron man and i think he there's even though he's playing great his year 15 he looks great he's in shape he looks amazing but
1: some of that blame has to fall on his shoulders because oh. he's the last man standing right oh well it definitely falls on his shoulders because he hand-picked... Nah, I won't say he just... Well, I will say he probably hand-picked all these people that's currently on the team. He did. So, um, I mean, it, it definitely falls on his shoulders. It, it definitely falls on his shoulders. So, you don't think he comes out the east? Not at all. Like, if he somehow makes it out of his... And the thing is, they almost gave up the game yesterday. Right. Um. So, I think it was 104 to 100. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they had a, like, 10, 12-point lead, so... They almost lost that game, so I don't see them coming out the west, uh, I mean, out the east. I don't see him being Philly, because uh, Joel Embiid, I mean, he's not even playing at 100% right now. He's not even playing, like, 40 minutes. He's playing, like, 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You get him back fully healthy and playing a regular starters minutes, nobody, nobody can mess with him in the east. Uh, and I agree with you with Toronto in previous conversations we had. You know I don't see Toronto making. They are struggling with the Wizards right now. Yeah, and, and, and Toronto, and Cleveland has Toronto's numbers. Right. Toronto isn't ready. Right. At so all. now Cleveland, if they get passes, they might be able to make it to the the, the conference finals. Mm-hmm. But to me, if they play in Philly, it's it's a wrap. I think both. I think
0: you and I both agree that Philly's gotta be the favorite in the East in years to come. I just don't know if Philly's ready to take that next step yet. They look good, but they're still young. I would have to see somebody beat LeBron before I just completely count
1: him out. But to me, LeBron, honestly, let's say, I think they will have more trouble with John Wall and the Wizards than they will have with with Toronto. Okay, I agree with that. And to me... The Sixers are probably going to run through their next series. Mm-hmm. LeBron's going to probably play six, seven games <laughs> in the next series. <laughs> and, the then go on, and then go going to the conference finals. Uh, as far as the matchups, you know, it ain't like Ben Simmons be looking to score. At all. So it's not like LeBron's going to stop him from doing what he does as far as giving assists, getting rebounds, this, that, and the other. I mean, as physically, they're equals. Physically. Right Now, as far as the mental part of the game and just being able to score, LeBron has him on that on that piece. I think and, LeBron's a little physically stronger, too. Well, f- yeah, physically stronger, but I don't see him bullying Simmons. Dudes, they're about the same weight, and dude's and, taller. Yeah,
0: Simmons is taller. Right. So
1: I don't see him bullying Simmons. Like, mm-hmm. he bullies other people. And Joel, nobody on the, the Cavs team can't, can't stop him. Like, nobody. Now it comes down to them other role players they have and what mm-hmm. they can do, but the way the cash role players are playing, it's a toss up. Right. You know. So. And actually, I like JJ Reddick playing with those guys too. Right. Because
0: when he when he gets hot.
1: Right. He don't miss. Right. So I mean, LeBron could make it. I just don't see it this year, man. I'm I'm kind of hoping. I'm I'm tired of LeBron making it to the finals every single year and just be a waste of finals half the time. I mean that's
0: true because. You know, he got bodied last year, you know, and I'm not faulting him for that because he did play against like a cheat team. Right. I hate the fact that Durant went to the uh, the Warriors, excuse me, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. No doubt. So if LeBron, regardless of what happens Mm -hmm. with LeBron this year, right, is this his last opportunity? Is is his window closing to get another ring?
1: I think um, his window as the Alpha. Of a team is closing. Mm-hmm. I think that he can join some teams and win a championship still. But you know, I hear talk about him going to Philly or him going to LA. In LA, I can see him being a leader of that team. You know, I I, I could see that uh, him going to Philly and just the, the the way he plays it's like all right. Well, what you do with ben, what you do with Ben Simmons because he's basically a point guard. So, LeBron no longer your point guard. And LeBron, he's a ball-dominant small forward. Right. He's basically a big point guard. So, I don't really see how that would work. Uh, They always talk about him going to Houston. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see James Harden being like, yeah, I'm the beta male now. I'm not the alpha of the team. Like, I I, I don't see that happening. They probably could win a championship. But I think LeBron would have to take the seat as, like, you're not the leader of this team. I agree. You know, um, and I just think his his window opportunity from a physical standpoint, just being that leader, being able to do the things that he does right now, I think that window's closing relatively soon, too. Like, I don't see him just dominating physically like this when he's, like, 35. Right. And he's only a couple years from that. Well, I think more
0: so than his age. You know, LeBron is in his 15th year, mm-hmm. you know, with a, with a long playoff run in, like, 13 of those years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of miles on that body, bro. Like... I don't think he has that much longer. Like eventually, you remember how Kobe was? How Kobe was just always in the top physical shape. You know, now don't get me wrong, Kobe wasn't as strong as LeBron, but Kobe
1: just started getting breaking down. Yeah, and I, then he never recovered a hundred percent. I don't see LeBron breaking down like that. What I see is him just not being able to do some of the things that he's accustomed to doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't see him be able to keep that that type of performance up. From a physical standpoint I don't necessarily see him Breaking down Only because Like Kobe wasn't like a Once in a lifetime specimen He wasn't wasn't like a Bo Jackson or something Like a Herschel Walker And LeBron is more comparable To those guys Yeah he's more comparable And Bo Jackson just had A freak injury He did It wasn't like he just Broke down Even when he played baseball It wasn't like he just Broke down He just had that one Bad injury Herschel He he still came back from that And played baseball And Herschel I mean same thing To me LeBron is in that category With Jim Browns of the world Mm -hmm. And all that type of stuff So I don't see him breaking down from that standpoint. I just think he's not gonna be able to run as fast. He's right. not gonna be able to jump. And LeBron, we all know, he's never just truly tried to develop a true jump shot. Mm-hmm. He gets hot and he hits shots, but for the most part, he's driving to the basket, running over people, getting to the paint, getting mm-hmm. fouled. You know, shooting free throws. So um, I don't think he'll be able to keep that up uh, mm-hmm. for at least two years from now. But no. his, but he can still win a championship. I just don't think he can do it as with most teams with star players I don't think he can do it as the alpha But
0: I think you know I got a statement and a question after this Uh, if you think about it now I'm not comparing LeBron to Carmelo in the sense that I don't think they're on the same level at this point in their career Mm -hmm. obviously LeBron is a better basketball player than Carmelo Anthony right now but in this point in his career he reminds me of Carmelo a little bit because to me they're both disruptive when it comes to the flow of an offense, like LeBron can't go play in an offense and his flow. In my opinion, like he has to be, he has to control the tempo. He has to control the ball movement. Everything has to go through him. Well,
1: I I disagree with you. To me, Carmelo's a disruptor any way he goes. Right. Don't no matter what team he plays he on. Is. That boy's a vacuum for the ball. The ball mm-hmm. goes into, into Carmelo. Carmelo's most like putting that thing up. He ain't passing the ball back. Right. up. As far as LeBron, it depends on the team. Like, if you took Rondo off the Pelicans and you put LeBron on the Pelicans, that's a championship squad. Because if he truly just plays the point guard position Mm -hmm. and he makes sure he's getting assists to Holiday and he's getting his assist to AD and he's scoring, you know, 18 and getting 10 assists, LeBron could do that if he Mm -hmm. really wanted to. He could. You know, and to me that would work and that wouldn't mess up the flow of the offense. It, It would mess up if... If he's trying to be the alpha, it's like I'm going to score these thirty points. I'm gonna get these ten assists. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Whereas if he deferred and just played that point guard position and got the ball to AD, got the ball to his scores, they will win. But to, to me, now, that's the issue.
0: I don't. I think he can, he can run an offense, mm-hmm. but I don't think he'll ever run an offense and not be the alpha individual.
1: Like I still think he will want to be the best player on the team. Well, to me again, that depends, and that that's, that's a. That's the one that's just up in the air mm-hmm. you know i feel like at this point in time lebron probably does think like you're 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 saying but if he went to the pelicans and said the pelicans somehow worked out a trade out uh he's not going to be the alpha i mean clear as day you're not right. you're not getting put over ad i'm sorry I, I don't you, think even though even though you lebron you're not getting put over ad um you know where I would see it be becoming a problem or disruptive, or not for the betterment of the team in the long term, is if he went to like the Lakers or if he went to Philly. Okay. Because in those situations, you have young, talented players that pretty much plays LeBron's type of position. They might not score as much as LeBron, mm-hmm. but they're basically the same type of player. So you have Simmons, the assists, the rebounds. He just he don't have the score like LeBron, but that might be something he could develop over time. Mm-hmm. But if you put LeBron on that team, what do you really do with Simmons? To me, you stunt his development. Absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely stunt his development. I wouldn't want LeBron if I'm Philly. Nah, the same thing with L.A., with the ball boy. Mm -hmm. Nah, I don't think the ball kid is as good as Simmons by any means. And I don't think he's a long-term answer. Well, I'm not going to say that. I, I think the kid has potential. But, again, if you put LeBron on that team, you pretty much are just done his development. You might as well throw him away and trade him or something like right. that. Because he's not going to develop like he needs to because you need to play to mm-hmm. develop in the NBA. So, with certain teams, I can see him being an issue for the team. But if you put him on the right team and he truly plays his position and doesn't try to do everything, I think, you know, he'll be all right. Okay. Now, you made a comment earlier mm-hmm.
0: about LeBron never really truly developing a jump shot and you know I watched Mike pretty much from like 90 on Mm -hmm. you know and one thing that he really was able to do is he adjusted his game and changed the way he played because he saw his body changing physically Mm -hmm. do you think that's something LeBron can do to extend his career or do you think in the next two years the LeBron James as we know him is done
1: Um, it's something he could do. I just don't think he will do it. Mm -hmm. Because again, I think he's one of those once in a lifetime type of athletes where he's never had to. Mm -hmm. You know, the dude is all—he's thirty-three. He's my age. You know, if he didn't develop a shot yet, he's not going to develop a shot. (laughs) Very true. Jordan developed his shot like in his (laughs) twenties. Right. You know, late twenties, but But, he he developed his shot. Then. Is thirty-three. Yeah, he's not developing his shot. He's okay. gonna keep, his game is going to Stay the same Until he can't do it No more mm-hmm. You know and Similar to D-Wade D-Wade never developed A shot But he was just So much physically Better than his, his Opponents But he just Felt like he never Really had to Right. And it's worked for him But it won't Prolong I don't see D-Wade Playing so he's like Kobe's retirement age Now D-Wade D. Wage on borrow time right now, brother. I, right. I, I'm I'm
0: surprised he's still in the league. Like he saved all his regular of energy for the playoffs. <laughs> right. You know. And he so. would have to be on the team to allow him to do that moving right. forward. Because if not, this
1: is probably the end of the road for him. Right. So I like, I think LeBron is he's a dedicated stu- like student of the game to really truly take the time to develop a shot. I just don't think he would based on the fact that he's so physically superior to everybody that he's playing against for the most right. part there's really no need for him to do that cuz he could still go get the 30 points easily. So, you know, I yeah, I don't see him doing it but he could if he wanted to.
0: Okay. All right. Well,
1: the rest of the playoffs will be
0: really really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'm going to do this before I, before I move on. Like one last LeBron question. What's up? I don't really see LeBron getting another ring. Okay. I don't think his personal accolades will really grow that much more okay. except maybe some of those longevity records. Right. You know, if he can play healthy enough in the next couple of years, he might break Kareem's record, which would be a major accomplishment. But I don't see him doing anything else to really change his legacy, right? per se, like win more championships, win a couple more MVPs. I don't really see that from LeBron. Right. So with that being said... Is it too early, or where do
1: you think LeBron falls all time as far as the greatest players to play this game? Um, LeBron is definitely in the top. To me, you have to put him in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't even put him at number two, to be honest with you. But That's real. He, he He's somewhere in the top five. As far as physical specimen, you even know, nobody can really – Touch him in that regard, ever, you know. But I'm sorry, but his legacy took a hit when he did that Miami thing, it, and it should have. And then for him to lose that championship when pretty much all them, all those boys were in their primes, right? That to me, that was unacceptable. And you, you definitely got an asterisk. On that one, and even when you won your second championship, it's still with all them guys in your prime. And in my opinion, when they created that team, mm-hmm. it was three top fifteen or at least top twenty players on one mm-hmm. team. That was just unfair. Like, it, like you're clearly the best player, clearly the best player, and then you got two other top fifteen, top twenty players. Right. Like, and then you lose. Like, nah. lost twice too. Right, and nah. and he really almost lost three times.
0: Cause if Ray Allen don't hit that shot, and I right. know we can talk about ifs all day, Right. but if Ray Allen don't hit that shot,
1: he only win one out of four. Right. And in my opinion, you know, I had much respect for him when he took the Cavs for the, the uh, championship that first year and just got swept by the mm-hmm. by the Spurs. But another thing that to me that hurts LeBron is the fact that he played in the historically bad East for a very long time. Right. He had the Pistons. Don't get me wrong. He dealt with the Celtics. But as far older Celtics, as, yeah. But from a depth standpoint, yeah, the East was pretty weak. <laughs> I would it, agree. It, it it was pretty weak. they I think their biggest competition in Miami was like the Pacers, and they were like okay, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. I just didn't. To me, he didn't have the same level of competition that I saw like Jordan go through in the East. Mm. Or even, you know, just what other players dealt with during the playoffs. Like he pretty much coasted through most of his playoff series. Right. And it was never really uh, any type of issue. And to me, if he was in the West, he wouldn't have made it to seven straight finals.
0: Oh, no question. They're don't even care, close.
1: Don't care what team he was on, I don't think he would have made it to seven straight finals in the West. No. I think it was much easier for him to do that in the East. And to me you have to take that type of stuff into account. Right. And and, and people
0: give LeBron a lot of credit, I feel like, because he played a lot of teams in the championship series that were historically good teams. Right. But he lost five of them. Right. So how much juice can we give him for that? Right. So, and I'm not bashing LeBron because I think LeBron is an all-time great as well. But I can't put him in my top. In, well, I could put him maybe top five or toward the bottom. And another thing that really hurts LeBron, in my opinion, is his he's not willing to take the shot. When you are the best player in the, on the team, you're the best player in the league,
1: you are a closer. Well, it's your responsibility but that's to a, go win but, the game. But that's the thing. It brings me back to my point. He's never developed a shot. So he's not going to – I see what you're saying, but he makes the right basketball play every time for the most part. He makes the right, the right basketball play. Mm-hmm. I think you're just accustomed to the Jordans of the world that no matter what's going on, he's going to take that shot. Well, I'll say this, even Magic. Because, you know
0: – we compare LeBron to Mike a lot. Right. But if like you look magic. at him,
1: right. he's Magic.
0: He's Magic 2.0, right. right? Right. But Magic, in certain situations, Magic was taking the shot. Now, Magic didn't have a great jumper either. Magic jumper looked awful. Right. But, you know, Magic go run take a hook shot running through the lane. Magic was taking the last shot because he was Magic. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes he missed, but to me he was taking the last shot.
1: And, and and to me, that, that means a lot to me. Right. I mean, I think a part of it is, you know, he made, I think he's just big on making the right basketball play. But I also think that he doesn't like, To a certain, I don't think he likes that the pressure behind mm-hmm. the shot. And I think the one thing that highlighted that to me was the all-star game. When, Ooh, Kobe, when, Kobe, yes. when Kobe was like, man, it's me and you, take this shot, what's up? And he passed the ball, and Kobe was like, "What the hell you doing?" Right. <laughs> and, and, and to me, they kind of highlighted, I guess, his approach to game-winning shots. Like he probably made the right play because the dude was wide open, but still. But it's still like, all right, come on, take a little bit of pride and 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 you know do what you got to do. So, yeah, I mean, he's he 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 deserves to be in the top five for for what he's accomplished in his career, but I just couldn't put him in the the one or two spot. I I just couldn't. Because to me, he's still competing with Kobe. Like he's not competing with Jordan; he's I, competing with Kobe. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. He's not ahead of Kobe. Because I. I even say this: three of the finals that he's been in, I. I won't even hold him against it. Like two of the Golden State losses, he just shouldn't. He shouldn't have won. Right. And the first championship loss against the, against the Spurs in '07. To me, his most egregious was Dallas Mavericks. Was the the Maverick? Just no, no. Those <laughs> years with the um, with the heat, he should have went four for four. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't care if people say, "Oh, D-Wade was getting hurt," and you know, bot, like, nah, nah, you're the best player on earth, and you and, your business. And those two players were still pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's what tarnished them. Yep, that though that those four years really tarnished his legacy, in my opinion. I would agree with that. As well. And um, when I hear greats like Kobe or, or, or Michael Jordan say, "Man, I would have never did that." You know, I I respect that. I I, I respect that as a competitor. Um, you know, most competitors I know wouldn't run to a team and try to create an all star team to play with their homeboys and try to just be so better than like so much better than everybody else. Where it's just easier for them to win a championship. To me, it's something important about the struggle and going through the challenges of beating people that are really really good or almost on your level right? and beating them to get to that championship. To me, that's that's really important. That's why I can't respect the KD move to the Warriors. It might have been the best thing for him. I don't respect it either. But from a competition standpoint, it was it was hard for me to really just vibe with that. But I, I know what you mean, but I'd like to clarify for for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um
0: so are you faulting LeBron and
1: KD for leaving their situations, or you're faulting them for making the super team? I'm faulting them for making super teams. Okay. I don't. I didn't care about LeBron leaving. Okay, I, I, just, I just wanted you to clarify yeah, that. Any player has the right to leave. Like, for instance, with uh, KD, for instance. You know, you were in the playoffs against Golden State. You were up 3-1 um, to go to the championship game, and you somehow lost that series. You're the... In most people's eyes, you're the second or third best player in the NBA, really the second, and you go to a team that doesn't even need you to make it to the championship. Like, that's like a you know one of them all star teams, you know, without being without being the all star game, like, <laughs> right. And to me, that's just an imbalance in the league. And one thing I love about the NFL, the NFL is built on parity. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's one issue the NBA has is that it's not necessarily built on parity. I think this year has been kind of exciting, but in most years, there's really no parity. There's like four teams that you know that are going to be around in the conference finals, and it's going to be those teams for the the most part. But, uh, yeah, I just, I like competition, you know, and I like being challenged by people who bring the best out of me. You know, if I was, was KD and I wouldn't go to Golden State because, to me, I'm not really being challenged. Mm-hmm. It's an easy ring. Yeah. And to me, it doesn't mean as much in, in, those, in those circumstances. And he won because he was supposed to win. Right. And people were giving all those props because he was killing LeBron in the finals. I'm like, <laughs> LeBron, LeBron had to do everything on his team. <laughs> like, what you mean? Right. LeBron
0: had to play all the positions. You had to be KD. Right. You're supposed to win. Right. But, you know, you mentioned about parity, and you mentioned, you know, you like in the NFL because of the parity. Something happened in the NFL recently, well, it's not that big, but it's big to me. <laughs> right. They released the schedule. Okay. And, you know, you're a Saints fan, mm. I'm a Saints fan. Let's talk about this schedule for a second. Okay, what about it? So what are you excited to see on this Saints schedule? There's a couple of games that's interested that's interesting to me. I want to see what games stand out to you. Uh um, you know, cuz you got a couple of options. You know, you got it you got Atlanta
1: at home on Thanksgiving. That's always attractive the Falcons. Well, being that I said that I I love the NFL because it's parody, and I think we've had this conversation before. I don't get too caught up in a schedule. Mhm. Because I don't know how teams are going to be comes the season. I didn't expect the Saints to be as good as they were. Mm-hmm. I thought the Saints at best last year would be like a 9-17. Right. And they blew past my expectations. You, We didn't know that Kamara was going to be Kamara. You know, we didn't know the, the safety that we had who made the, the dumb play in the playoffs. Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams. We didn't realize he was going to be as good as he was throughout the regular right. season. And y'all stopped beating the man up. Right. He played well the whole year. Even in that game until that one play.
0: He, he made a key interception that put us in position that game, too. Right, right. So, leave the man alone. But I'm sorry, Stan, what you, what you were saying, brother. So,
1: yeah, I don't get too caught up in the, in the schedule. I do think that the Falcons game is always going to be a good game. The divisional games are always going to be good games. Um, but if I had to pick a game, um, it would probably be the the Eagles game or the Steelers game. I feel like the Eagles will be good regardless. I think the Steelers with Big Ben and just the offensive weapons they have, they'll be good as well. Both of those games are at home, so we don't have to worry about the elements. Um, so I think those potentially could be could be really good games. But, again, I don't put too much emphasis to cloud into, you know, what the schedule is and, you know, who am I excited to see you play because the Rams are supposed, supposed to be good, but they can be trash. Mm-hmm. You just you just never know in the NFL. But that's what I love about it. You just never know. You Any team can win on any given Sunday. So, in your way too early
0: predictions, and I mean mm. way, way too early predictions. Right. Because we haven't had the draft yet. You know, free agency hadn't concluded. Right. So, what do you, what's your expectations for the team? Just right now, if you had to guess. They
1: can all change. Mm-hmm. But right now, what do you expect the Saints to do this season? Based on the moves that they've made, I would say the Saints should be—they should be—in that ten and six, eleven and five range. Okay. Uh, the reason I say that, I don't think they'll be. Well, really, I would say nine and seven to ten and six. And the reason I say that, uh, mainly because one, Dallas is going to be better. Mm-hmm. They're going to have Zeke for a whole season, and they had that same line. Yeah, they don't have Dez, but to me, he's going to be replaceable on that team. Um, So I think they're they're going to be good in that division. Uh, The Eagles are going to be good, in my opinion. They have a good problem. They have two good quarterbacks. And for the most part, their roster is pretty much intact. Um, The Vikings, I expect them to be pretty good, but they got Kirk Cousins. And their defense is lights out. And then the Rams, they should be good. Mm-hmm. they 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 should be good. They Based, made some lot of moves. Especially that defense should be probably might be the best right. defense in the league. And again, all this is should and and you know, the potential. And honestly, a sleeper team in my opinion will be the 49ers. I was I knew you was going to say that. You know, with Jimmy G, they looked good and, last year with Jimmy G. And, and some of the moves they made on defense, they might surprise some folks. But you know, I can see the Saints and we always thought our division is going to be tough, you know. You got Cam Newton, Camus, Cam. They can turn around and end up having a 13-3 season, and just just like that. I hate the Falcons, but the Falcons have they have real talent. As long as you got Julio, you got a chance. Man, that's a game changer. So um, I can see nine to seven, ten to six. I mean, if I was being optimistic, I would say something like 13 and three, but mm-hmm. I never get that optimistic in with the NFL. Unless I was a Patriots fan, that's the only time I would be that optimistic.
0: They just always find a way to win, don't they? Even when they're not supposed to.
1: It's Bill Belichick, man. man it, it's, it's Bill.
0: And it's a bunch of no-name people on the team. It's like Tom Brady and the nobodies. 21 people you found in the stands. Hey. And, and they get it done. That's, um, that's Bill, man. Yeah, Bill, the greatest coach ever, brother. But uh my last question, okay, you know, more specific to your position, mm-hmm. you know, this you mentioned Des Bryant out um out of Dallas. Right. The Odell situation is still in the air. Right. You know, and closer to home. I don't know why the Saints re signed Brandon Coleman and uh <laughs> We're not gonna even talk about it. We're gonna yeah, to address that. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Willis needs out. Where do you see do you see any of those guys later in New Orleans, or where do you see Des Bryant
1: and Odell Beckham playing next year? Well, Odell's gonna be in with the Giants. I don't care. What one thing I, I don't like and how people attack Odell. I mean, he's weird. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a weird guy. I mean, he's very different. Mm-hmm. You know, But As far as being a football player, it's not. It's, it's no. It's nobody that really can touch him at his position, besides a few guys. Um, I think he's third, hands down. He's the third best receiving the league. I'm not, um, and behind Antonio Brown, Julio, I can't name anybody better. I, I can't, I can't really debate you on it. I mean, to me, it ain't a solid three. I mean, I can make an argument that he can be two, but okay. um, when healthy, but I give you three. At worst, yeah, at worst. But um, yeah, I mean, he's not going nowhere. And and the thing about Odell, people act like. He's really out here beating women up And you know Getting caught doing drugs and failing all these Drug tests and I know they had the little video With mm-hmm. the girls snorting coke or something like that Allegedly but Um he's not getting in No crazy trouble you know He's not out here fighting people Shooting people you know Like I say beating women up With divested violence or getting DWIs He's not doing none of that But y'all I mean yeah He's a little immature but, shoot, the Cowboys had Michael Irvin. They were dealing with Dez. Those were some dudes that really had some issues. Odell's just a different type of cat. So, I don't see him going nowhere. Dez, on the other hand, I know he wants to stay in the division, but uh, I definitely don't want him with the Saints. I would agree with that. Dez is not a precise route runner.
0: Mm-mm.
1: He's just a baller. He doesn't follow route concepts. He's just like, I'm going to get open, throw me the ball. That wouldn't work in the Saints' offense. Right. It's not going to work in the Saints' and, offense. And he's declining physically. Right. Well, I'm not going to say he's declining physically. I think he's looked worse than he actually is because of Dak Prescott and Dak not being as developed as a quarterback. Okay. I'm going to defer to you on that. You yeah. Wide receiver. You know, so I think he 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 might not be the player he was when he was 25, 26, but I think he's better than what he's shown the last couple years. Okay. Um, but – a player like Aaron Rodgers and Drew, I don't see them dealing with a Dez Bryant. I, I, I just don't see that working in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think he can go on a certain team and be successful. Maybe Washington might have him. It might work with Alex Smith. You know, He could. You know, That, I, that could be a good situation. I can see him being on that Eagles team, to be honest with you. Because I'm not going to say it. What I've seen from them is nothing about precision. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz was making stuff happen. Right. You know, a lot of the stuff he was doing, he was making stuff happen. I feel like Dez can play in it. Because Tony Romo made stuff happen. And he was good with Romo. Right. Better than better with Romo than that. Right. But a true drop back, just precision, on point passer, like Drew Brees or Aaron Rod, I, I don't see that necessarily. I can see it working more with Aaron Rodgers than Drew Brees. Because mm-hmm. everything in the Saints office is precision. But... You know, I think, you know, Dez will, will continue to have a, a solid to, to good career. But um, I know he's just hell bent on getting revenge on Dallas. So I see him with, like, the redskins of the Eagles. Man, you know what would be funny? If Dez Bryant ended up in New England and I, they just ball. I mean, if they got Randy Moss, they might do it. I. I <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, <laughs> I, I, I was about to, I was about to say no, but yeah, I mean, and they, Tom Brady looked pretty good with Randy Moss. Yeah, they they got Randy, you know, maybe you know, but honestly, I could see him on that Seattle team with some Ooh, of those personalities that would work. But I think their window
0: is like shut. I don't think he goes to Seattle unless there's a lack of other people that want that want him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll I never say a team's. Window of opportunity is short if they have a really good quarterback. Okay, you know, I mean that's
0: that's a good point. Good quarterbacks are hard to come by.
1: Right, so yeah, I, I can't say that the opportunity is, is short. They might not be as like a defensive juggernaut like they used to be in the past. But if they yeah, that's over. if they funnel most of those resources to the offensive side of the ball, Russell Wilson can put up a productive offense that, that's breaking records. But so we'll we'll have to see, but that's what the, that's gonna be a tough division though, real well, yeah, tough division. Well, yeah, the process isn't as big
0: in the NFL as it is in the NBA to like regroup, right? But the Seattle Seahawks, as we know them, right, to me is is, is a wrap. But right. back to Odell, I just think that the Giants, first of all, Odell shenanigans aren't a big deal to me either, but I think the Giants are using that as, a, as an excuse oh. to not want to pay them and negotiating. Excuse. Right. So my issue is. They got to do something before the season. Mm-hmm. Because you know, Odell can hold out. They they cannot pay him and then he can eventually go back and play. Mm-hmm.
1: But then he walks after the season mm-hmm. and they, and you get nothing for him. But the thing is, well people need to realize, I don't think any teams going to give up two first round picks for Odell Beckham. They shouldn't. No nobody in the NFL right now It's worth two first-round picks. Nobody. And I don't see any team giving up that for a wide receiver.
0: No, that's ridiculous. Not
1: a top-10 pick. And the Giants were ridiculous to ask that. Definitely not a top-5 pick. And I don't care. And I'm saying the only receiver that I might think can generate that type of thing is maybe Julio. But not even Julio because Julio got some age on him now. And he don't stay healthy. Right. But when on the the field, he's a game changer. But you can get probably a top-15, maybe a top-20 pick for Julio. You're not getting the top five pick for a 5'11 receiver that's 190 pounds. Like, you're not... That's just not happening. So, they got to stop with that nonsense. And the way it's going to work, if they if they don't get a deal done, they do the franchise tag, he's going to get $16, $17 million anyway. True. Then you're going to, what, franchise tag him again? That's going to already ruin that relationship. So, he mm-hmm. might play under that franchise tag, make that money again, and then he's going to leave you. Right. I mean, straight up. And you're not going to get nothing for him. Right. So... To me, their best thing would probably be to pay the man. That's what I say too, you know, because when it comes down to football, the kid shows his dedication, yeah, he had a little mess up in the playoff game when you know they went to Miami, and he didn't seem it seemed like it maybe have impacted him during the playoff game. I mean, I think it was his first playoff game, so he might have not just been ready but um, but when it comes down to football in general, the kid shows that he prepares he puts in the work right so um. I could pay a player like that.
0: Well, people put too much emphasis on player behavior anyway. Now, I'm not talking about the egregious behavior like illegal activity or domestic violence or anything like that. Right. I'm talking about the silly stuff. Right. If you think about it, man, these guys, a lot of these young guys are, what, 24, 25? Right. And you and they like millionaires. Imagine the foolishness we would have did at 24, 25 with boatloads of money. You know, so... You're too quick to judge these kids. But I'm in agreement. I feel like
1: you got to pay the man. Well, I think that's it. I, I, you got anything else that you want to bring up? Nah, brother. Just just have me back on the, on this podcast again, man. Brother, I, I had you, a good time. You definitely go be back on this podcast. And
0: I appreciate your time. Appreciate it, my brother. All right. Thank you. I'll be right back after this. It's always my sincere hope that you've enjoyed the show and that you've taken away a little bit. But look, this is an interactive show. If you've got anything that you want me to discuss or if you got any kind of rebuttal, we can debate. Let me know. My Instagram and Twitter haven't changed. Stan's Instagram and Twitter is at SavageNBA. They'll both be in the episode descriptions. So let me know what you think. Let Stan know what you think. That's all we got. Until next time on In The Paint.